This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Barry Merrick. He is the co-founder and CEO of Ivy, the university, that's ivy.com, which unites rising leaders through a lifetime of learning, growth, and impact. Ivy has 20,000 members and had 200,000 followers who supported its mission to unlock potential and spark a new renaissance promoting human unity, progress, and fulfillment. Barry, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready to go. All right, ivy.com. What's your you know, great cause? Tell us what it does and, and then tell us money-wise. How do you make money? Sounds great. So Ivy is all about bringing together inspired individuals who want to make an impact, want to make a change. And the inspiration behind it is heavily based on my experiences at Harvard Business School with my co-founder where we went back to school as adults. And it was an incredible social experience. Professionally, it was incredibly rewarding as well. And then intellectually and culturally, it also led to a lot of growth. And we wanted to take that experience and make it lifelong and global by creating the world's first social university. And we called it Ivy. So we've been going for five years. We're in seven cities with 20,000 members, as you mentioned. And Are those free we, members or paid? Uh, paying members. All members contribute. And the way it all works is um, we turn your city into a campus. So we don't have our own building, but we provide access to the most inspiring people and experiences in, in your city. So across the country, every single month, we're hosting more than 100 unique experiences focused on entrepreneurship, art and culture, social impact, policy and wellness. Okay. And how it all works is that members contribute membership views that enables us to create all of these programs. And we also have... Uh, some of these events are free, some of them are ticketed, and we also have brands who have similar values to Ivy that want to help us elevate these experiences for our members. So on the one hand, it's membership views and ticket contributions. On the other hand, it's brands that believe in what we believe and want to create a better world together. And what's the, before we get more into the backstory here, why you, why you launched all that kind of stuff, what's the average member paying in terms of dues per month? Average monthly dues, I mean, we, we think of it more on an annual basis, so it's $1,000 okay. a year. Okay. Um, and that's evolved over time, so that's the latest where it's at. Uh, if you're under 35, and over 35, it's a $2,000. Uh, you assume to, if you're older, you have a little more money? Well, um, we see it as like subsidizing it for younger members, uh, but for what we provide, um, yeah, uh, we, we have more experienced members contribute a little bit more. Uh, interesting. Now, listen, if you've got 20,000 people paying about, you know, a grand per, you know, per year, people can kind of back into, you know, numbers that puts you, what does that put you at like 20 something? I mean, are, are you guys doing about 20 million in ARR? We're actually at 10, okay. uh, 10 of revenue this year. And that's because uh, we evolved quite a bit. So it evolved from a, like, you know, we used to do one event a month rather than a hundred. Um, and the, you know, the membership dues used to be lower. So everyone who joined 
in the past, our grandfather, they maintained their membership contributions. And that continues to be the case now, too, sir. Every year, the membership rate goes up. But I see. The members maintain their membership. So new folks joining are paying a grand for the year. Old folks, and if I take an average across your current 20,000, are paying about 41-ish bucks a month, which puts you at about 830 grand a month or 10 grand or 10 million in ARR. Does that sound about right? Thereabouts, that was well calculated. That's pretty good. Okay, interesting. This is this is a successful model for member. You know, a lot of membership companies I talk to, you know, they have a great cause. You know, they make me cry with their, you know, their passion, and it's so heartwarming. But they're broke as hell. How, why are people willing to pay for this? Like, what would you say the kicker is? You know who I'm talking about, right? When when I say they're broke as hell, you know who I'm referring to. Well, I I believe the model here works because it empowers the different constituents of the community to unlock value together. So every single member ultimately is joining for the other members. They want to meet people who they wouldn't otherwise meet. They want to meet people who are also passionate about doing great things. And because that attracts such a strong audience, all of our partners, so everyone providing our venues, all of the thought leaders that we feature and showcase, all of the cultural institutions that we align with, all the think tanks and so forth, they all want to get in front of this audience because they all have a story to tell. And what Ivy has done is to create an environment where it's incredibly effective to tell a story because you have a very dynamic, engaged audience. So because we have no uh, overheads in terms of like hard assets, like we don't have our own buildings, we don't try to do what like, you know, let's say physical like membership clubs, golf clubs and so forth try to do or what universities try to do with gigantic billion dollar campuses. Uh, what we're really focused on is getting the very best people involved and the best content. And then we connect the dots essentially. So Ivy is really in the middle, introducing people to great experiences and other people without actually like the people have the value that they have and the institutions and the buildings are already there. So we're just connecting them and that create, I guess, unlocks enough value for us to be able to pay the bills and continue growing. What's churn look like? Churn actually uh, is, uh, we have a lifelong membership, so it's actually very low. So once you pay your joining fee, uh, so your first year is you know kind of paid up front. So once you pay that, you're a lifelong member, you can decide you know whether to be uh, an Ivy Prime member or a virtual member. So because you have that flexibility, churn is very low. So it's like less than 10% a year. Oh God, well, this isn't then a true SaaS business if they just pay one time. This, isn't a, this is not a recurring 1,000 per year? There is a recurring too, but it's optional. So you have certain members paying a recurring fee to get, you know, a certain number of free events every year to get subsidies on other things and some extra benefits. But if they are using it, like, let's say mostly digitally, then there is like an a la carte option as well. So I see. once you pay your joining fee, you know, um, you're a member because we, we, st- we think of it the same way, um, What's that fee, by the way? Like, what's the fee you can pay, you know, per month or per year after the first one? Um, It's right now it's 500 to a thousand, depending on, again, what kind of tier you go for. I see. Um, And think of it, though, more like an alumni uh, type uh, feeling. So once you go to a school, you don't decide every year, should I be an alum of that school or not? You made the investment. You went there. You're a part of it. The question is how heavily you engage. Um, and so Ivy is trying to replicate that too, because our most important asset are the people. And there, of course, we do not want to lose anyone. What percentage of the people that pay for that lifelong 1,000 first year, you know, stick and go into a paid plan after that? It's a majority. 
Oh, really? Uh, like more yeah. than 90%? Uh, go, close to that. Wow, close that's that. pretty impressive that you have that kind of upsell ratio. For, okay, so then it is really a true SaaS company. That's pretty predictable then. Relatively, I mean, look, it's, uh, we've been going for four and a half years. Every six months or so, we're exp- like upgrading our pricing scheme to better fit the product. The product has been evolving tremendously, uh, what we do digitally and offline. So it's a constant moving target to determine exactly, you know, how, what you provide access to for how much. So, uh, but yeah, so far there's a lot of very positive dynamics at play and we want to keep delivering more and more for members to like make it a better value. Um, and that's, that's, I guess like the real secret sauce behind it. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I want to tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I want to show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com. Click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Today, you're doing about 10 million a year. Give us a sense of growth rate. Take us back one year, December 2016. What was your on rate? It was basically, so it's going to be exactly 100% growth pretty much uh, for the last two years. So we went from around two and a half million to five million to 10 million this year. Impressive. Um, So five million. Yeah, that's really impressive. And how have you, are you doing this all bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We started bootstrapping and then we have brought in amazing individuals who have the capital to invest and also can be extremely important members of the community and leaders in the community. So we have a group of uh, individuals from all the different areas that we target supporting us. So everyone from you know, obviously serial entrepreneurs and finance people to people in arts, philanthropy and the policy space uh, who've backed Ivy over the years. So how much total have you raised? Uh, just over $9 million. Okay, over nine. But But it sounds like you're doing this very strategically or is any of that institutional VC? We don't have any institutions on board. It's all strategic individuals. Many of them are partners at different financial funds, but it's all individual investments. I, okay, that makes sense. And and what are you at today in terms of team? You said you launched in 2012, right? Five years ago? Yeah, it's going to be five years in February. That's so exciting. What are you at now today in terms of total uh, team members? We were just under 100 people. 100 so people. 96, 96 people right now. All almost. in New York? No, no, we're in seven cities. Uh, so New York has about uh, 35 of our colleagues here and the rest are in the other six cities. So New York has the headquarters, but then there's a New York City focused team here as well. And the other cities just have the city focused teams. 
Interesting. Now, when you start looking at unit economics on this thing to figure out how you can kind of drive growth even further, I mean, what's it costing you all in to acquire a new member? Well, um, so the way we, we really invest about $400 per member um, uh, to, to bring them on board. To keep in mind, though, that integrates a lot of different costs that probably many other companies would never incorporate. Like what? So we interview every single member one-on-one. Uh, we really get to know what they care about in their professional lives, personally, intellectually, and culturally. And that relationship continues throughout that, you know, from scouting the member or like getting them from the applicant stage all the way through. Um, we also do, you know, host these members at our events to get to enable them to get to know, you know, how, how it feels. I mean, our biggest strength and also uh, your biggest challenge is the fact that like Ivy does a lot and it's not like you can just look at something and know, okay, oh, that's how it is. You have yep. to really feel it and come to it. So that has costs associated with like obviously getting people to have a taste of everything. And what's your payback period look like? Well, these days it's pretty instant because um, there's a the $1,000 joining fee, as I mentioned. It's upfront. Yeah. Interesting. And can you give me a sense of scale of your paid kind of arm? I mean, are you spending, you know, a hundred grand a month on paid stuff, 10 grand, a million? Um, we don't spend that much, actually. Um, a lot of it is organic. Like less uh, than less than 10 grand a month? Uh, there are about. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's pretty, it's really low. How are, how are people finding you organically? Well, we host, a, you know, like I said, host a thousand events a year. Well, you said most of those though, you said, you said, well, you said, I guess you did say some of them are free and some of them are paid. So the free events are how people find you. Well, no. So regardless of whether or not they're paid or free, um, members can often bring a guest and also they talk to people about what they did the day before. So it's a very, it's a kind of, it's not like a web webinar where you like watch it by yourself and maybe, maybe talk to some people about it. It's really like, what the latest thing you learned, the latest fun thing you did, if you're a member of Ivy, 50% of the time was probably with Ivy, the, like the latest thing that you're talking about to, to your friends and colleagues, whether it's in a professional or personal context. So there's tremendous word of mouth. Uh, we do also supplement that though to create broader awareness. We do scout people who we believe would be great members. So oh, great. if you have a startup or a great podcast like this one, if you have something that we're not done yet though, be careful about giving me compliments this early. <laughs> so far. So great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we, uh, we, we do reach out to people doing interesting things. Uh, you know, and I think the thing we do best is we go way beyond like the startup ecosystem. So we do actually have a ton of people in medicine, a lot of creatives, a lot of like arts oriented individuals, a lot of people in NGOs and government uh, related areas. So a lot of times some of these like non-business industries aren't as out there constantly prospecting and networking. So we actually make a point to introduce ourselves, invite them to an upcoming event, get them to know what we're up to. Yep. Barry, that makes good sense. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Quick answers. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book is... That's a tough question. You should have told me your famous five before. What's the, la- what's the last book you read? The last book I just finished was The Warbirds. It was a biography like a family historical biography of the Warburg family 
that were on both sides of the world wars. Uh, half the family was in Germany, half in the U.S. And they invented a lot of like, like everything from the Fed to uh, private equity, venture capital and investment banking models. So it was a fascinating book. Um, highly recommend it. Number, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I have been looking quite a bit at Reed Hastings um, and also Elon Musk. Number three, besides your own, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? I would say LinkedIn. Uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night as you, as you brush your eyes? <laughs> uh, during the week, it's uh, between five and six hours. On Saturday, it's like eight or nine hours. Uh, yeah. And that's that's Saturday, fair. And yeah. what's, your, what's your situation, Barry? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, I'm in a relationship with a lovely lady from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, it's been about a year. Okay. And no kids yet? No kids yet. All right. And how old are you, Barry? I'm 33. I just turned 33 in, in November. Congratulations. November. Last Thanks. question. Take us back 13 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I would say uh, the biggest thing, I guess, is that like nothing happens as quickly as you want it to. But nothing also that takes takes that long either. So it's like the things that you think would be super fast always take longer. And the things that you think would take like an unimaginably long time, like getting to a team of 100 people, that actually happens faster. So it's this constant uh, constant uh, trade-off. The other thing I would say actually that might be even better as a takeaway lesson is, um, you know, you got to just like work as though everything is under your control, but somehow find a way to remember that there's so much you also don't control and being able to balance the, like working as though you control everything, but psychologically and spiritually, just like never falling into the trap that like, you know, you don't actually control everything. Even if you're our CEO or founder, there still has to be the whole universe kind of going your way to certain things. So, you know, just uh, flow through those things a bit smoother rather than just going, you know, <laughs> yeah, really hard against the rocks every single challenge. There you guys have it from Barry. Let it happen. Let tell tell yourself. <laughs> realize you're not in control, even if you think you are in control. Right? That's kind of how you have to do with it. He's launched Ivy many years ago, back in 2012, basically like a virtual college, but without all the infrastructure costs. And he's doing a great job building this brand out. Over 20,000 paying customers. They're growing 100% year over year for the past three years. Now passing 10 million in ARR. Uh, each customer, a new customer today, pays about a grand. They spend 400 bucks to sign those folks up. They're team of about 100 people based between New York City and a bunch of other remote locations doing personal interviews to really curate this community. That's probably why they're doing so strong. $9 million raised, super healthy economics. Barry, thank you for taking us to the top. This was great. Thank you, Nathan.